Konnichiwa, and welcome to the Code of the Cardboard Samurai, a podcast all about Magic the Gathering in Japan. In this podcast, our goal will be to inform people both around and outside of Japan what is going on in the magic scene here. I'm your host, Ryan Schwenk, the Japan hobbyist out of Yokohama, and I'm joined by two people today. So uh, my co-host, or semi-co-host, is back, so do you mind introducing yourself? Oh, yes, this that's me, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, this is Taichi again. I've been joining Ryan's talk for, what, this is my third time? Yeah. And, yeah, I'll be joining here for the Pioneer talk today. I'm really, like, any any questions re- regarding judging or anything, I'm here yes. for you. Yes, we have him here in, in two capacities today. He's going to be here as a magic player and as a magic judge. We'll get into that a little bit later. And my special guest, can you introduce yourself? Maybe tell me, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of uh, your magic background, uh, maybe a little bit of your personal background, etc. Yeah, hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm Mickey. Uh, Go by the handle Swamp Mouse on various uh, socials and uh, MTGO. Um, I've been playing since shards of alara um i actually i started an onslaught but i really only played like that set and i was a kid mm-hmm. barely knew what i was doing um but yeah then ended up playing again in uh shards of alara and that's when i started playing kind of competitively dropped out again and then started playing seriously again in uh guilds of ravnica mm. but uh as far as i'm concerned that was a, like one of the best times to get in because it was right before they announced pioneer mm-hmm. so yeah get all the shocks and stuff as well which is really nice so yeah what, what is your favorite format you said you just got back in so did you play like modern or legacy are you is your favorite format pioneer what is it so what actually got me playing again was commander because there was a group mm-hmm. on uh on the base i'm stationed on and uh i started playing commander and then once i announced pioneer i was like oh i need to look into this mm-hmm. and see if i can get into that and uh, so as of right now, it's, you know, it's a toss up between Commander and Pioneer for sure. And I should ask, uh, how long have you been in Japan? Because we are kind of a Japan based podcast here. Yeah. So I've been in Japan since 2018. So right before everything shut down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Four years now. Nice. Nice. And it's uh, kind of funny. It's like our first time running into each other. We actually live in the uh, same area i live in yokohama but he's kind of over closer to tokyo i mean we, we might have i might have actually seen you before at another hallelujah event probably before the pandemic shut down have you been go, do you usually go to the, the hallelujah events no that was actually my first time going to one um i did go to nagoya mm-hmm. um in 2000 what was that 2020 Nin- mm-hmm. yeah beginning of 2020 yeah yeah i think past? it was like january 2020 yeah ah. yeah sweet Okay, okay. But yeah, um, so just to give everybody that's listening at home a little bit of background, uh, we both went to the God of Pioneer 7 uh, in uh, Hallelujah uh, the uh, the other week. Uh, and uh, I, I know, I was talking to, to the guys earlier about this, um, I know that people will probably talk about just like the top 8 or top 16 of the God of Pioneer. Uh, we kind of want to go into a little bit more depth, just because, you know, we have the... Uh, um, the ability to kind of talk more about the events over here than other people outside of Japan. So that's one thing we're going to do today. Um, I figured we could talk a little bit about the God of Pioneer 7. And then afterwards, you know, we got Taichi here. Uh, he, like I said, he's kind of a judge. And I want to talk a little bit about competitive play as well. You know, competitive play starting again. And I, you know, well, for the for my listeners, I'm guessing there's going to be some people here to listen for pioneer content and that's great so uh, you know for the first half of the show hopefully you know listen and then the second part's going to be more for like the people you know living in japan uh maybe the the foreigners uh, you know for example like mickey that are living on base or you know people that are working here etc or people visiting and uh you know with the competitive scene going back up again uh we can get uh, some of taichi's insight on that but uh yeah um so yeah, let's get started. Uh, God of Pioneer 7 was last weekend. It had 206 people. 
Uh, Taichi, have you ever been to any of the God Pioneers? Or sorry, have you ever been to any of the God series events? Yeah, yeah. I've been to like the God of Modern. I've been, mm-hmm. yeah, I joined Standard. I joined Legacy in the past. Mm-hmm. And well, I never did good, but I do really enjoy those competitive events because, well, in Japan, the God series is definitely one of the largest events that, you know, it's unique in Japan. And especially like the players, the good players around Tokyo, even some players from Osaka sometimes join into that event. So when you want to play like high competitive mm-hmm. events, that would be one of the best events you can join in Tokyo. Yeah, I think that's one of the neat things is seeing all the pros and, mm-hmm. and stuff there. Um, you don't see Saito around recently, but you know, that's I haven't been there for like two years. This is my first time going in two years, so. Yeah, he doesn't really play right now, and mm. he's like a YouTuber right now, so yeah. not really joining these events. Sometimes in more larger events, sometimes you might see him. Yeah, he's the big man now. <laughs> yeah, he's the owner. So <laughs> yeah, he's the owner. But it's cool, you know. We I uh, yeah last weekend, um, uh, I saw uh, who was there. I think was it Kihara San. I think. Was oh, the guy. I think you should have seen the world champion. Yeah, World Champion. Yeah, Yuta Takahashi actually talked to. I got it to interview him for my uh, my website. So you oh, know, sweet. if anybody hasn't checked that out yet, it's on www.japanhobbyist.com. I did a whole write up on the uh, uh, eight rounds plus the top eight, and I got a chance to interview uh, Yuta Takahashi about Pioneer. Pioneer, of course, is one of my favorite um, formats. So uh, if I talk a little bit more about pioneer than any other formats on my website or um you know on podcasts in the future i apologize you know it's just my favorite one uh but anyways let me turn it over to you guys or let me turn it over to mickey actually so uh, how was your experience at the god of pioneer you, you said it was your first one there so yeah what did you think yeah um well it was quick <laughs> but that was through no fault of them mm-hmm. that was uh that was for my play uh, but I I've still had a fun time, even though I was only there for the first three rounds, because um, it unfortunately didn't go well for me. Mm-hmm. But it was still overall, I would I'd do it again for sure. Was it easy to sign up for and stuff like that? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it was just you know pretty much making an account like it is on any mm-hmm. other website, and then submitting your deck list was online, really easy. right? Yeah, it was probably easier than any other way i've had to do it yeah i mean that's something i think that recently happened maybe because of the pandemic or whatever they've upgraded a lot of their um online stuff so basically uh if you want to do an event in japan in the future at uh, hallelujah in tokyo um you can well you have to make an account and then you go into my page and then you can register for any event online um especially these bigger ones you have to kind of you have to pay online uh you know by credit card to do so and then you can uh also put your deck list there, which just makes things a lot quicker and a lot easier for the uh, tournament organizers. I will say that I thought that there were some problems with the companion app during the event. Did, did you notice that at all, or did you leave before? Yeah, I actually, uh, I didn't have to pay online. I, I got to pay in person oh, when did. I got there. Okay. Yeah, but um, I actually had a problem with the companion app in the first round. Uh when you had gotten up to go to your table, mm-hmm. it still didn't show me what table I yeah. was supposed to be at yeah. until I got up to go ask the judges. And then it like popped up almost as soon as I got there. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was yeah, I don't horrible. Know if it, um, I don't I, know. If, I haven't had great experiences with the companion app anyways. Like it's hit or miss yeah. as to whether or not it gets Especially the reporting in. Especially big events. Like if, if you're doing like a five to 10 person events, probably fine. But <laughs> 206 was uh, definitely uh, testing its... Uh, its limits um yeah we feel that the companion is still like under development mm-hmm. to be honest yeah because <laughs> how how you had a fine app before yeah they had their, they own, but, their own but you know website. it's it wasn't connected really to the actual um tournament recorder or mm-hmm. what is it yeah and well the companion does all of it so it does make sense using companion, but mm-hmm. in terms of like the quality right now, we would say um, let's let's see what wizards can do for it. Mm, hopefully, they fix it. But yeah. you know, considering what how they've you know how much money they've thrown into arena 
and <laughs> what's come out of arena i'm not too uh how can i say uh not too confident that uh companion will be fixed <laughs> oh but, yeah uh, we'll ha- we're gonna have real we'll events see. a lot yeah. you know from just just give us the old reporting software again <laughs> yeah yeah um i mean it's one of those situations where is if it's not broke why fix yeah it? exactly it looks old who cares <laughs> yeah um so uh yeah let me go back to you real quick mickey what was the deck you chose for the events uh got a pioneer and why i went with naya winota uh mostly because i have had to, i've had experience with that deck like even before it got popular um i forget where i had heard about it first um but I, as soon as I found out that Winota, the werewolves triggered Winota, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So let's try that. And it's changed a, a lot since the first time I played it. Um, but yeah, it was it was really fun to play either way. How long have you been playing that deck, by the way? Uh, probably since they started allowing competitive play again. Oh, so like in the last few months or so then? Yeah, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, at least since, I want to say, uh, October, November, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Taichi, you said that uh, you, you, well, of course you didn't go to the events, but what, what deck have you been playing recently? Well, I haven't been playing, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. after the God of Pioneer, I did um, gather all the cards I need for the Mardu vehicle, which Perhelion, you mean? Event. Which one? The Parhelion deck, the yeah, Mardu Grease yeah, thing. The Parhelion. Yeah. I just want to scream, go Parhelion. So, yeah. Yes, I bought four of the Stitcher suppliers because I didn't think, I think I had like one, but I just bought four just in case because yeah. that card's so good. It's such a great enabler. Um, so yes, uh, moving on. Uh, well, I guess I should talk about my deck real quick. I, I use Black Red Midrange, and I talked about this in my, uh, my article. I didn't really post it just because I went... The, moving on to my next topic was uh, my result was 3-5. So I went 3-0, and I had a chance, I thought, of, like, making the top eight uh, if I could, like, you know, win a couple more. And then, like, my I want to say my fourth-round opponent was uh, um, the guy on uh, Black Red Anvil that made it to the finals. Mm. So he ended up taking me out, and then, like, it's I went in, into a downward spiral after that. Like, <laughs> I lost to, like, spirits, black-white, sorry, blue-white spirits, mono-blue spirits. I lost to mono-green. Um, yeah, and I just stayed around just because I wanted to get some uh, some experience. Cause being at such a big event, I think, will be helpful going into, like, uh, organized play and the PPTQs in the future. Um, but, yes, uh, Mickey, you said your result, you went, like, was it one two? Oh, or? I went one and two. Yeah. What were your matchups? What did you lose to? Uh, so first round ended up being. Uh, I don't know if they actually were, were filming at the time, but it was like the feature match on table one, uh-huh. and I went up against. Uh, Is it Phoenix? Nice. But I, the local shop I go to that I've been playing this deck at, they there's two or three people that play Phoenix, mm-hmm. so I'm really familiar with that matchup, mm-hmm. and ended up uh, winning that one. The uh, next round, I ended up playing against that uh is it narset days undoing mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i was not prepared for that one because i hadn't played yeah, against it yeah it- um and they basically just like you know burned all my small creatures down so mm-hmm. i know never had a chance to trigger yeah uh, so that that didn't go well and then mono green uh i knew before going into the matchup that this was the case but if they get the graph diggers cage down mm-hmm. on the field before you get any triggers, mm-hmm. you, they get so far out of range so fast that it's really hard to deal with, and that's pretty much what happened in, that, in both games. Yeah, Winota's got to go wide in that type of uh, matchup. So, But yeah, like like you said, uh, you don't have that experience. I didn't really have the experience either at that type of big events. I've played a couple small events and stuff like that, but the level of gameplay is definitely you know much higher at the uh, God of Pioneer than... Uh, you know, at the local shops and whatnot. But um, anyways, uh, I guess one more question. You know, you got to play in a big event. What did you learn from playing this event? Like, what are you going to take into the organized play this summer? You know, whatever. Take better hands. 
Better hands, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that was probably my biggest mistakes in the games mm-hmm. that I ended up losing was either I should have mulliganed one more time because like, I was, I don't know, I felt like I was always afraid of the thought sees mm-hmm. on the other side of the table because once you mulligan down to, you know, that, five, yeah. it gets really risky. So That's um, backbreaking to get thought sees on, you know, a yeah. to five. So it's always in the first game where I end up taking a hand I shouldn't have because I was worried too worried about the thought seized and not once did I get thought seized mm-hmm. so as it turns out those those fears were unjustified um for me I learned to I guess very I guess uh, use a variety of removal I would say like I felt like uh, I had a lot of stuff for like uh, early room how can I say small small creatures and whatnot yeah my fatal pushes and whatnot but I felt like a lot of my removal didn't match up. I didn't have enough stuff for, like, Planeswalkers and stuff like that. I didn't have enough board wipes. So uh, going into, like, the PPTQ season, I'm going to make sure that I have some answers. If I'm going to continue playing Mardu, that is, or uh, Black Red, um, I guess if I'm going to play Midrange, I should say. Because if, if, if I'm with Taichi here, if we're both going to be playing uh, Mardu Greasing, maybe we really don't have to worry if we're just swinging 13 in the air on turn 3, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, you don't care it. what they're doing. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, you got a 3 3. Yep, sure, I'll take it. Okay, 13. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Your sky's open. I go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, that seems All like right, such so... a fun deck. Yeah, so let's yeah, talk yeah, about the decks. Please. Let's talk about the decks a little bit more. If you guys want to pop into the uh, the links that I sent you, uh, going over the, uh, the top eight and top 16 here. Uh, let's start with the top 16 first, if you guys want to click on that. So uh, what I want to ask is, well, I'll go over the results, and then I want to ask you guys, did any of these deck lists surprise you? Uh, or are there any like cards that kind of surprised you? So top nine, sorry, top 16, let's do 9 to 16 first. We had the uh, Mono, Mono Green Devotion. Uh, number 10 was... Uh, Blue White Insole. Number 11 was Nayo Inoda. Uh, number 12 was, uh, it looks like, uh, Black Red Midrange. Uh, 13 was Blue Red Phoenix. And number 14 was Blue White Control. Number 15 was Lotus Combo. And uh, number 16 looks like another Naya Winoda. So, Taichi, you haven't had a lot of chance to talk. So, let, let's have you go first. Did anything surprise you from, uh, I don't know, did any of these decks surprise you or any of the cards in them surprise mm-hmm. you? Well, actually, um, I like the one on number 10, the blue, white, and soul. Well, um, this comes like, I really like playing these really small gadgets that do not do mm-hmm. anything by themselves but by combinating the the combination of these cards like really pushes the opponent out of the game mm-hmm. and yeah seeing that kind of deck in a really competitive event really excites me and well i wasn't really aware about that insole kind of deck in the in the meta game right now and yeah, I like the card, the the Kamigawa card. I'm not sure the English name. What was it? Um, Patchwork Automaton. Um, the Saga, the Saga card. Um, is that the Michiko one? Yeah, Michiko. Yeah, Michiko. Yeah, Michiko. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you know, I've been playing draft. I've been drafting Kamigawa a lot, mm-hmm. and yeah, I really like that card when I play it in the. Um, the limited like draft, and even if it fits in the com- these constructed events, I think it can be really powerful. And yeah. the, like the creatures can go like seven seven or something, and that's really huge to hit yeah. like in turn three or something. And and I think that's one of the reasons why it did well at this event. I many people had pretty much counted out uh, Insul as mm-hmm. a playable deck when uh, Lurus is banned, myself included. Yeah, like this one surprised me. Like, I did not expect to see as it in Soul this high up on the list. <laughs> I was happy to see it. Though. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's a, I, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, the is it like, one oh, was good, too. <laughs> um, I like the patchwork thing. The patchwork. Not patchwork. What is it called? Uh, I think it is patchwork automaton. Yeah, yeah the, the con- patchwork construct, automaton. right? Yeah. 
yeah, so I like that in there. Um, I think, you know, that we haven't really seen any other really big events, you know, or at least people trying this deck. And Michiko as well, They they I think this can kind of prove that the deck can stay around. Maybe it can be hated out, though. I think it can still be hated out, but uh, I think it definitely has uh, has potential. Yeah, yeah. Like, these kind of decks, like, slip through the whole of the metagame, and... Mm-hmm. They win like once a month or like once in two months or something, and yeah, they always remind us that oh, events. we cannot yeah. forget that it's it's existing. It comes mm-hmm. out when you forget it. So, I like that kind of alarm coming up in the events. Uh, is that Oga? Is that Iganjo or is that Odawara? The uh, the yeah, white it's Iganjo. Yeah, the Iganjo's in there, which is nice. Another new one they have is the uh, the uncommon land that brings back an artifact. I think from the graveyard. Um, no, that's in, um, you can draw if you have an enchantment and oh, an okay, artifact. Okay, okay. So that's yeah, you can recharge your hand. Okay. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. I like that. I like it. This is a very, uh, how can I say, um, it feels more balanced, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel a potential of, you know, if you can modify a little bit, mm-hmm. it, it might have a better result. You might get re- better results using this. Mm-hmm. I, right. I feel like um, I'd have a hard time sideboarding with this deck because the main yeah. deck just seems like they're using everything so efficiently. Like, mm-hmm. what do you cut <laughs> sideboard stuff yeah. in? Yeah. I That's not only this deck. A lot of decks that kind of have that same problem, to be honest. Like, I feel like the, the core is so good. It's like, oh, man, what do I drop? What do I what do I get rid of? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Mickey, heading over to you, do you see anything in the top, you know, 9 to 16 that kind of – you know, jumped out at you. Um, the, the, like I said, the, is it one or not? Is it, but, uh, Azorius, um, control. No, the, no, not the control one. The one we were just talking about. Um, that one surprised me, but the insult deck. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I, I don't want to say it was a surprise, but I'm really happy to see how diverse it was. Like mm-hmm. you, I mean, you see Winota up here twice and I think that's the only one you see twice. Yeah. So like that's that's a great sign for the format, really. Mm. I mean, when it when is always going to do well. Um, it's the the format needs a boogeyman, and Phoenix is also going to put up good numbers. Any player that can play these decks very well can you know do well with them. But at the same time, if you can play another, if anybody can play any other deck well, I think if you have a good player, a good uh, how can I say pilot behind the deck, I think you can perform well. And I think the Japanese metagame kind of shows that instead of people just saying, oh, I can't, you know, it's going to be only Winoda. And then, okay, well, here in Souls top eights, and uh, I think Spirits top eighted, and, you know, all these other decks top eighted, you know. They're playable if you know your deck and you know your matchups well, I think. Yeah, I feel like that's probably one of the bigger things that sets Pioneer apart from the other formats. Not that the, mm-hmm. the other formats don't require skill with your deck, because they definitely do. But I feel, mm-hmm. especially for like standard, it's just like, oh, you play this deck or you, you, know, you don't play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like so diverse. And mm. I feel that, you know, everyone's searching for the best decks still. Mm. So yeah, no one has really, you know, come into this. This one deck is gonna dominate the whole yeah. meta game or anything. Yeah, Th- everyone's no searching. Zero. Yeah, yeah, everyone's trying, and you know, like as Ryan just said, you know, the person who is using the Is It Phoenix, no wonder it's mm. new to Takahashi. Yeah, and <laughs> that gives a potential of you know pushing up the deck into, you know, one of the best decks. But you know, on the other hand. If you have the good understanding, you can play well. That's that's really good. I still don't understand. So, like, I wouldn't say I'm shocked that Black Red did well, Black Red Midrange, because I knew that it was going to be a good deck. I'm just, maybe I just need to learn how to play it, because, you know, I haven't had a lot of chances to actually, you know, play and see all my matchups and stuff like that. But they pretty much had, like, almost the same exact um, thing as I did. Maybe they had slightly more Dread War, I can see. Um, but uh, some of that's probably matchup dependent as well. Like yeah. they didn't necessarily go up against the same things that you did, so True. That, that could probably or that that could be a factor in it as well. Because I yeah. felt the same way about CN two Winota decks. I'm like, oh, maybe I just suck, <laughs> you know. Mm. But I, I think it, you know, 
uh, it's probably a combination of me do- needing to get better and matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you see their sideboard? They have the, uh, what is it? The Cavalier of Knights or something? The, uh, the ah, two the and black three black right? black. The That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Getting back, you know, uh, whatever you want in your deck, basically, your Trespasser or uh, your, your Bonecrusher Giants or the, uh, was it Blood Tithe Harvester? I think that's kind of neat. That's a neat card. I li- and it's like extra um, removal, I think, as well, because I think it, when it comes into play, you can sacrifice a creature. And uh, what is it? Sacrifice a creature and kill yeah, another and creature. Yeah, destroy any creature, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of neat, cause especially if you're making copies with your, um, what is it, the uh, Fable of the Mirror Breaker. You know, you, you make a copy of one of your other creatures, and then instead of sacking at the end of the turn, you play that. I just don't know when you would play that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, the Fable of the Mirror Breaker gives you a token, and yeah. but like, know, it even gets you a treasure, so that makes it really easy to play that Cavalier. But like, what night. matchups would you side that in against? Um, well, I, I think, think it's I good at, I mean, <laughs> even in the mirror matches. Yeah, but I Well, to be honest, though, I have not, you know, played this deck any, so... Yeah. It's just my imagination. Oh, I did notice um, they're not playing any main deck uh, Coligan's Command. I was doing that because I thought I wanted uh, to have a way to kill uh, um, an Essekius Chariot and one of the one of the two for one Winoda. That's why. Mm. And that got a little greedy, though. Um, yeah, anything else you guys want to talk about from the top 16 or should we move on to the top 8? Yeah, let's just move on. All right, so moving on to the top 8. Let's jump over there. Top eight deck list. There we go. Um, so yeah, I was doing reporting on this. If you guys followed me on Twitter or if you saw my uh, my reports on, um, how can I say, my, my website, japanhobbyist.com. So the end of Swiss, we had number one was uh, Mono Red Aggro. Uh, number two was uh, Bant Spirits. Three was uh, the Mardu Greasefang deck. Four was Is It Control? Uh, five was uh, Mono Blue Spirits. Six was Nayawanoda. Seven was Mono Black Vampires. And uh, eight was uh, Black Red Anvil. So, uh, again, same question. Did the, this top eight surprise you guys? I was surprised that Mono Red took the whole thing down. Um, not that it's no, a no, bad no. deck, but... Um... Top of Swiss. Swiss only. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. This is not the whole thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. either way, I was surprised to, to see it that high up. Uh, not that Mono Red is bad, because yeah. it is scary. It's real, real fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but... The one that got me the most was probably Mono Blue Spirits. I didn't even know that was a deck. Mm. Um, maybe that's my own lapse in uh, knowledge of the format there. But, yeah, I didn't even know that was a deck till I saw it here. Yeah, it's it's been around for a while. I mean, Taichi, maybe you can kind of comment on that. I would say that I people always told me Spirits is dead, Spirits is dead, Spirits is dead. And then, like, at every Japanese event I go to, someone's playing Spirits and they're doing well. Yeah, I would I would really agree to that. Well, there are some variations of spirit decks. Like mm. even in the top eight, you can see the Bant Spirit and mm-hmm. the Mono Blue Spirit. And well, well, I would say that many Japanese people play like playing um, like flash cards, mm-hmm. or flash creatures. May I, I might need to say, but and when we talk about um, the Pioneer, the Spirit is the best place that you can play that, mm-hmm. and. It depends on whether you want to play the um, collective, com- what was it, collective company, yeah, yeah, or you want to stick to all of those neat things just in blue, so you won't stick into like mana troubles or anything. Yeah, collective company. The big difference, I mean, you get like white. You get the the apparition, you know, that can exile any permanent, which is really nice. You get the mm-hmm. uh, ability to get around rafts with the selfless spirits, and you get spell queller. There's yeah. a lot more tempo going on there in the That's white. That's right. I, I would say that the spell quiller is very good against on many decks in the pioneer right now because mm-hmm. of the speed of the meta game. It's really, it's really heavy on the three mana or something. And yeah. if you play first, the spell quiller can get anything. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've definitely but, played against the Bant version of it. I just had never seen mm-hmm. the mono blue one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bant's easier for me to play. Blue is basically like an aggro. It's like mono red, but blue with tempo. Sorry. It's mono red, but with tempo, basically. Like uh, the one of the new spells from Crimson Vow was uh, Spirit Snare, I think, or Geist Snare. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like it's two in a in a um a blue and uh, if you control a, uh, a spirit it costs one less and if you control a spirit and an aura it, it costs two less and it basically counters target spell i believe yeah or maybe unless the owner pays like three so it's like a it becomes like a mana leak in the stack sometimes becomes like a a spell snare of sorts i guess it also looks like in the uh, sideboard they're taking the They'll be taking your creatures if they get too big for them. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Definitely. But yeah, this this thing was really fast, and uh, I I definitely uh, ran out of removal because they're they're playing the um, uh, six counter spells, I want to say, as well as uh, a way to probably protect their stuff with like Mausoleum Wanderer. So yeah. Yeah, really in the main hard. deck, there's six. Yeah. A spell pierce, four spell pierce, and two geistite snare. So, yeah, one of that's I lost that deck. Um, so, uh, yeah, so mono red. I think I posted this on my website. Basically, the uh, finals was against the black red uh, anvil player and the Mardu Grease Fang player. Uh, I think the uh, anvil player beat the blue red is it player or the blue red control player in the uh, semifinals and the Marta Grease Fang deck beat Winoda, I believe. So did that shock you guys to to hear that it was like basically uh, a Rakdos finals? Yeah, um, for sure. I actually, I must've missed that part of it because I'm just finding that out now. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, Yeah, Grease Fang took it down, but I think he won like three to one. He like, he actually... Uh, the uh, Rakdos player was ripping off like answers left and right and keeping his grease fang off the board. But man, that's uh, what is it? The the cat, the what's that cat? The can't can't stay away. Right? Can't stay away. Yeah, he just kept bringing stuff back and he got the grease fang to land. And he had the sorn in there as well. It just, wow, it was exciting. It was exciting. So yeah, it's a really good deck. Yes, get your pieces now if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, if that's okay with you guys, I mean, is there anything else you want to say about the top eight list? Uh, any interesting decks or, or cards, or should we move on to the my next question? Just again here, it's it's diverse. Just uh, it, if I think made me more diverse than the you know mm. nine through sixteen was. So I, I mean, I know you only played three rounds, but man, I, I played all eight, even though I went three and five. I enjoyed playing it's a different deck every round. That was really nice. Yeah, the diversity is really, you know, it, it, it excites you every yes. round. Like, what am I going to face? And yes, you'll yeah, have to come to the next one, Taichi. Ah, uh, yeah, I should. Yeah. All right, so now this kind of moves on to the second part of my topic here. And again, if you are here for the Pioneer content, we're probably going to be done with that for, for now. We're going to move on to talking about... Um, Actually, there's one more question I wanted to ask about uh, Pioneer, and that is uh, Streets of New Campana. We just got the full spoiler out last week. I just did a, uh, um, uh, how can I say, a uh, review episode on my uh, first Pioneers podcast. But what do you guys think about Streets of New Campana and Pioneer? How do you think it'll change the format this next season? So I don't know how much impact it's going to have in pioneer there's a handful of cards but it doesn't seem like there's too many of the multicolored mm-hmm. side it's mostly the monocolored stuff that's that might have an impact i think it really comes down to how much the triomes end up mattering mm-hmm. i think the blue ones always matter i mean yeah isn't that. that the case for most <laughs> multicolored <Yeah>. lands <laughs> <laughs> You know, for like Niv-Mizzets or Omnath decks I, or, you know, whatever. I think mostly the reason for that, though, is blue generally doesn't care if their first land is tapped and where all the other colors yeah. need that untapped land. So, yeah, yeah that's why. So, uh, I'm I, I'm really big on Grixis, maybe Esper, 
you know, might show up a little bit. And then uh, I think Jund as well might show up. Yeah, all those colors have a good name now, a, mm-hmm. a, a new name, yeah. which is in Pioneer. So. No one will ever use those. Yeah. It's oh, Jund. Let's see. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would say Jund, but yeah yeah but the new players they 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 might stick to these new w- words mm-hmm. yeah what do you think taichi how do you feel about the the new cards and stuff like that do you th- w- w- what kind of direction do you think we'll go to or go with and yeah um yeah i'm pretty excited for um well as you can see i i pretty like combo decks Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the reason. That's one of the reason why I chose the Mardu Hub Parhelion to mm-hmm. that I have physically right now. But um, there are some discoveries um, for some cards um, in New Capena that can do a combo with cards in Pioneer. Mm-hmm. One example would be the Luxior Giada's Gift. I'm not. I'm not sure about the pronunciation, but the what the equipment that changes a Planeswalker to a creature. Oh yeah, it can, yeah. It can combo with Sahili, right? Mm-hmm. And it can create what infinity. Um, what Sahili wow, com- it's back! <laughs> yeah, I just realized that because it's like plus one, and then uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Make yeah a it copy makes of Sahili a itself a creature, and then so the copy is a creature, and it it's an uh, it, the copy is an artifact itself, so it can start copying herself. Man, what? I have heard a lot of which, takes on this card, and that is the first what? time I've heard that. That is what? yes, <laughs> which can trigger um, infinity enter the battlefield um, triggers. So <laughs> I'm really looking through it. Or <laughs> actually, I only I just bought four of these, none of yeah. the others, and I'm looking for um, how Sahili can be dominant without her um, post uh, what partner. It's a which counter, is right? So yeah. you put some impact tremors, because uh, well, it yeah, becomes, you can do it makes anything. a token, right? And then yeah. just infinite combo, impact tremors turn two. Exactly. There we go. So, that's <laughs> oh pretty exciting. Oh my god. That's what I'm looking for. That's so. <laughs> I busted. did not know about that. Oh my goodness, I'm excited about that. How much do those cost you, by the way? Did you get them uh, online here? Um, you mean what? In... The, uh, the the pre-order for the. Uh, uh, oh, for the, the for the card um well it was like what what 20 bucks or 20 something? bucks each or 20 bucks total um each wow that's kind of yeah it's, it's a mythic rare i'm not yeah. sure how much it's i doubt it'll like. go down that much though i mean it'll be expensive for a while yeah well it's just an one cost to play mm-hmm. one cost to equip to sahili so it's really you know it's really yeah. cheap so i think i think it's worth it i think we're gonna see a lot of enablers nah, like i i feel like um was it uh kamigawa gave us a lot of really strong cards that slotted into a lot of the existing decks like Boseju and lotus field for example or mm-hmm. you know anvil got some really cool stuff like the fable of the moon or mirror breaker and stuff yeah, i feel yeah. like you know we're gonna get some really good stuff for brewing um, you know, like Giada, the new angel mm-hmm. thing. I would love to work on some new angel decks. Ah, you know, we haven't see. seen we haven't seen that in a while with the uh, the book combo sort of thing. Um, but like that's gonna be good. And then uh, what's the other stuff? Well, like I said, all the triumphs I think will help out uh, a lot of the other decks. But um, yeah, um, anything else you guys want to say about uh, Streets of New Campana and F- Pioneer, or can we move on to the post pioneer topic now yeah let's just move on yeah okay so um so now we're moving on so if anybody's here just for pioneer thank you for your time but uh, if you're here if you're gonna be playing magic in japan i wanted to talk a little bit about uh, organized play um in in uh japan and uh, first question you know we're gonna get the pptq season i want to say is it i think they said june it's gonna yeah, be it like, starts around June. Yeah, June, July, August, I'm guessing, maybe. Yeah, um, the first round is yeah around June, so, July. So I believe they said there's going to be three different choices. You can play Pioneer, uh, Limited, or Modern. Is that correct? I think you can play um, Standard, Actually, you too. have more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can choose Standard, and you can even um, no one, choose no Legacy. No one's going to play Standard, though. 
<laughs> but I, well, in the local stores, you can choose any of those um, yeah. formats. Okay. But if you get more and more competitive, it's going to be Pioneer. You think so? I mean, that's what I was oh. going to ask. I mean, what, what, sorry, sorry, Taichi, this is for you. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think stores will, will, how can I say, will play? Or, well, actually, or host? Um, like the, um, the competitive events that have been announced, they mm-hmm. it, they already announced that it's Pioneer. Well, I know the play the pro players tour or whatever is gonna be Pioneer, but you mean like all of the format will be all Pioneer, like all the uh, qualifiers? The um the only qualifier that can you um choose any format is just the um the store. Yeah, um, that's what I meant. Like cause I know that uh-huh. our regional is probably gonna be Pioneer. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. Regionals and the area. Mm-hmm. What was it? I, I'm not sure about the English name, but yeah, they're all Pioneer. But, well, in terms of the stores, I would think they would choose Pioneer mm-hmm. because, you know, the events going on, would all of them would be Pioneer, and many players are expecting those events. Mm. And, well, of, of course, some would choose Modern or Legacy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, as you just said, um, I would pretty doubt many stores having a standard event because I see many of the standard players sticking to magic on uh, mm-hmm. the MTG arena, not really exactly. In the physical and cards. I think that's yeah. another way you can qualify too. I think mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Um, so the stores, basically I would say stick to pioneer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it really depends on the store. Like if uh, we're going to, um, how can I say, uh, if it's like a newer store and they don't have a lot of stock of the old cards and mm-hmm. their clientele or, you know, more like newer players, they'll probably do standard or pioneer. If you have like the older stores or like the bigger stores, like hallelujahs and whatever, I, they'll probably have like modern, they'll have a little bit, they'll offer something for everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Um, so, uh, I want to ask you guys, are you going to participate in, uh, this, you know, uh, qualifier season, and how are you going to prepare for it? Um, yeah, I, if I'm going to try and participate in it for sure. And as for preparing for it, it's either it's really just going to be trying to play at local stores or, mm-hmm. you know, go to any of these, like, God of Pioneer things to try and prep for it. Um, mm-hmm. And... It's really just coming down to picking a deck. I, I don't know if it's better to pick one deck, stick with it, learn all the matchups that yeah. way, or if it's, you know, try out a couple different ones. Would you, would you be happy staying with Winota, or you said you had a different so, deck that maybe you were thinking of as well? I really do like Winota. Um, I am concerned about a possible ban. I don't think she's busted. Like, mm. I don't think she's too broken, and I don't think that she needs to get banned because she's definitely mm. beatable. I don't think so either. Yeah, I think it's very beatable. Exactly. You know, look at this last weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I do love that mono green devotion deck. Uh, before I played Winota, okay. I was playing uh, mono green Karn and basically the devotion deck. Uh, but the new additions of like storm the festival oh man Mm -hmm. like that seems really fun so it might be a toss-up between one of those two decks for me that's your backup deck that's good okay um so taichi you said you uh have that mardu grease fang deck now so are you gonna be in the uh are you gonna try to do the qualifiers and if so are you gonna use that deck Mm -hmm. yeah hopefully that's why i bought the clothes the cards and yeah I'm playing like, well, I'm playing. I'm just playing by myself, but yeah, I like these. Re- um, <laughs> yeah, I like the how the deck moves, and yeah, I'd really like to try it in some of the qualifiers. Uh, so I know you're also a judge. Will you be judging again this uh this summer as well? Then or um, well, um, this season I think I would not because mm-hmm. well, I need to catch up with some of the rules and. Mm. This is my way of thinking, but the best way to catch up with rules is to actually play it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think yeah. that's a, a good way to get back into playing and in judging. Yeah, that's going to be a tough thing, not only here in Japan, but just like in general. Uh, I think there's going to be a, a knowledge gap uh, because we haven't had organized play like in the last two or three years or so. And like the yes. judges are going to be rusty. 
Exactly. So yeah, all the judges judges are like working to get back. And as you just said, you know, not all the judges play every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they do play every sometimes, but not all of them. Some are like some only some do just judging. Mm-hmm. And especially for the, those people, you know, they need to catch up with what the environment is. And mm-hmm. like, we need to catch up with what the players feel about the competitive events. And mm-hmm. we're going to have new players as well. And we need to be prepared for them because mm-hmm. they're not used to the competitive events. Yeah. Yeah. And even from the, the official documents, some of the documents were updated to change, like to ease the thought of people joining the competitive events mm-hmm. and we're going to have non-experienced players and that's going to be mm-hmm. one expectation that's changing. Pe- yeah. People coming, uh, you know, strictly from, you know, arena or something like that coming into you know, their first competitive, you know, formats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. Uh, so real quick for our listeners out there, what can you tell me kind of like what was uh organized play like in Japan before so you know before the pandemic before you know everything was shut down and like do you think it'll be different this time you know when we get back into it mm. well yeah i would say we're going to go well basically go back but it won't be exactly the same it's because well in in the past mm-hmm. we had like well basically qualifiers every weekend somewhere yeah, yeah. like in the kanto region very busy if you if you if you just search and stick to your calendar you can go to every event like i loved it in every weekend yeah <laughs> like a grinder right <laughs> yeah and but well well now as as far as i see now we won't we will have a slow start mm-hmm. i don't see the qualifiers like fitting in like every weekend mm-hmm. not yet so it's going to be a slow start and we'll see many players just like playing only online. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same, but I think I said this in the in our last talk, but we all have a choice of playing online or offline. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that drives basically, well, well, it's good to have a choice. You don't want to like travel for two hours and yeah. get an O2. It's going to... <laughs> you know, you might be disappointed, yeah. but if you're online, you're still in your house. You can exactly, yeah, you can just go eat something good. Exactly, so, go watch that, a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go to take a uh, break or something. But yeah. Hey, Mickey, I wanted to ask you, how does that sound? You know, being able to choose any weekend and just going, you know, on that weekend, you know, you don't have to focus on just doing one. You can just do the whole season every, you know, weekend if you wanted to. How does that sound? I mean, I, I I would not be able to do every weekend, but being able to pick and choose which weekends I would like to do is fantastic. You know, that's kind of perfect for me. Are you willing to travel? Will you be coming to uh, Yokohama sometimes? Maybe. Um, if the if my schedule allows for it, for sure. Yeah, because they're gonna definitely have some in Hallelujah and some of the other big stuff in Akihabara and and other stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I used to always, when I lived back in Nagoya, I went like every Saturday and Sunday. I did all the PPTQs. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> they're like, what, 1,000, 2,000 yen, I think, maybe, mm-hmm. something like that. So it wasn't so bad. Yeah, the joining fee, right? Yeah. Yeah, around that. Not bad. All right, so next question. Again, this is for Taichi. Um, so if we do have some people listening out there that are foreign players here in Japan, um you know, what can they expect uh, from, like, the organized play events? Like, what advice would you have for them to make their uh, their experience go smoothly? Yeah, from a Japanese player and Japanese judge point of view, mm-hmm. I would say, like, um, well, learning some basic Japanese um, MTG words mm-hmm. would really, really let you play easier mm-hmm. and well this comes from the point i think ryan you know as well but not many japanese players are good at english yes <laughs> well they well they know the basic words yeah and from magic of yeah. course but yeah when you come into like complex situations and you want to explain like when you want to move or something mm-hmm. 
it requires some communication. Of course, this exactly. is a game of communication. So, if you, yeah, if if you have a chance, you should, or well, I should say, well, it's better for you to have some basic terms in Japanese. And of course, But, just just、yeah. to plug my website, www.thejapanhobbyist.com, we have a list that Taichi and I has been <laughs> helping, you know, create、uh, of all the English. And the Japanese terms you need for Magic the Gathering in Japan. But, anyways, please continue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we can have a whole new talk about like、yeah. basic Japanese, maybe. But, well, yeah, that can be a different talk. But, but that helps, definitely, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you, can, you know, you, you can rely on the judges and even like the store managers or anything. They're always there to help you、mm. and don't hesitate. They might not be good in English, but they are eager to help you. So,、mm. yeah, you don't have to like step away from that. And yeah, it would be good to, you know, well, you're one of the players joining the events,、mm -hmm. and which means that you can have the opportunity to make the event better. And yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had other friends that have come over and didn't really have any Japanese whatsoever, and they played in the events. As long as they communicate clearly, I think you know, it, they shouldn't have so much of a problem. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Attack, And, you know, or、yeah. three, you know, or something like speaking clearly and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like,、um, when you're speaking English, even when you use English terms, I would say stick to like the elementary school English or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep the words, keep the terms simple. I、yeah. know、That's... no Japanese at all. Yes. And,、uh, <laughs> yeah. and as long as I have kept it to the most basic level,、uh, mm -hmm. then it's, it's worked out for me so far. I'm、mm. sure it would be so much easier to know some Japanese, and I will definitely be checking out your site. Yeah, just the basics. Yeah, just the basics. Just the basics. Basics go huge. Just learning like 20, 30 words, you know, just, it's just huge. I think made it so much easier for me. Like, I had nothing, and then I just picked up a little by little. And I've been here for like 10 years now, and I just built on it and built on it. And now I can use, like, I know all the keywords, and I know all of, you know, like the, the core phrases and stuff like that. So it's become so easy to play Magic in Japanese for me. Yeah. Well, like, just, just as Mickey said, yeah, stick, it, stick to the basic words. And, well, basically, even if. The Japanese people do not cannot speak English well.、Mm. They do have experience in learning、um, English itself for around six years. They、mm. should be better. That's my thought. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah it's just stick to the basic words and, and that'll be better. yeah And I would also say if you're a foreigner living in Japan, don't be afraid to ask for the、mm -hmm. English card because I know, I don't know how many times I've lost the game because I'm playing against some new card or some random card I've not, never seen. like I thought I knew what it did. And then I miss like this one key phrase because I couldn't read that in Japanese.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, just ask for the oracle. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone will have that. Yeah. And yeah, the best is to have fun. Yeah. I've never been in a situation where、uh, somebody's gotten upset or impatient with me over looking up、yeah. the English version of a card. Like they're、yeah. always incredibly patient about it.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, no one, no one would because he, he wouldn't want to explain the card in English. It's better for you just looking into the English cards. That's, that's definitely better for both of you.、Mm -hmm. and, and I got one more question that's kind of related to all this.、Um, you know, these PPTQs are going to be competitive REL, the rule enforcement level,、um, which means they're going to be kind of strict here. And, you know, we get, like we said before, maybe a lot of these players are going to be coming from Arena, or maybe it's been like two years or something, or maybe they've never played at a Japanese event before. Um, so, what should they be aware of? Like, what kind of things could penalize them,、um, you know, going at these events?、Uh, in, in your、um, experience, Tai Chi, like, do you have、mm -hmm. any general guidelines that, you know, people should follow you know, so they, they don't, you know, have any problems at these events? Yeah. And especially in competitive events, of course,、um, follow the basic rules, like, You know, this、um, have new sleeves, don't、yep. make them marked. And yeah, and、uh, well, the basic would be call a judge when you're when you need help.、Mm -hmm. and, don't make your own yeah, decisions. Yeah, like the translation. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and the best would be、um, you just understand your own deck. That's,、mm -hmm. the, that's the step one. Yeah. Because you, you are going to be responsible for what you are playing. So、mm -hmm. that's the basic. And 
at the same time, you having a better understanding about the metagame at the same time,、mm. you, you know, you will see、um, cards that you really know. It's、mm-hmm. pretty rare to see like a card that you do not know.、Mm-hmm. So, if you have the understanding, you know. Well, maybe if you're like in the、uh, 04 bracket. <laughs> oh, yeah.、Uh, well, yeah. even in the first round, you sometimes bump into something、yeah. weird and, yeah, you might lose to it, but yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah. But having a better understanding, at, at least about your own deck, would、yeah. be the best first step for、um, going, those, joining a competitive、yeah. event. Get those reps in.、Um, do it on MTGO、yeah. or. For me, I built Marta Grease Fang on Arena. Oh, really?、Uh, I'm only missing, like, I don't think I'm missing anything, actually. Maybe missing some lands like Mana Confluence or something like that. So, yeah, you, you can play in Historic some, or something. Yeah, exactly.、Right? I'm playing on Historic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't, I'm not going to learn the meta, but I'm going to get the reps and, like, know how to、mm-hmm. play my deck. So, yeah, and, and that makes you play better, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I'll be doing. Yeah. So,、um, yeah, that would be the first step. And just call just when you need any help. That's all. All right. And I guess one more question for、uh, Mickey here. Do you have any questions? About playing competitive, you know, Magic the Gathering in Japan. So, we got a judge here, we got a Japanese player here. Any questions for him? I've got one. So, at the beginning of each game, you present your sideboard to the other player.、Ah. That is not something <laughs> that we do in the US. So, I'm just、no. curious as to why that started or like what, what's that about? I have no problem yeah, doing yeah. it for the record. Like, it's, you、Ooh. know, it's fine. But I was just confused the first couple I mean, times I saw it. I think it's useful so, like, you don't get a game loss for, like, you know, having. Yeah, it helped me、elements. in the second game, actually. I found <laughs>、yeah. that I had a card shuffled into my deck that was from my sideboard.、Yeah. So I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah.、Um, I think that's a really, really good point. And that is a really unique habit. That is in this Japanese culture in the Magic the Gathering. I'm not sure. It's not official. It's,、mm-hmm. and, but as you said, it helps both of us. So no, no one is like losing. Well, we're all losing time, actually.、Yeah. So <laughs> when, you're, when you're busy, you shouldn't do that. But it's like, it's like one of the manners or something because, well, in the past, there were some situations like in the sideboardings. And, you know, in the past, you needed to keep the sideboard at 15 cards. Now it's not.、Mm-hmm. But in the past, the rule did require you to keep your、um, sideboard at 15 cards. And it would be a sign that you're not cheating with the sideboard. And, well, eventually, and right now, in the current rule, You don't need to have a、um, 15 card、mm-hmm. sideboard, even at the start of the game or、yeah. during、um, the second game or third game. Yeah. And yeah, that is confusing, but well, no one is losing anything.、Mm-hmm. So just, just, it would be just good to do it. And yeah, well, you won't be in any trouble. So、no. yeah, it would be、okay. just nice. That's okay. All. All right. Well, I know it's getting late for all of us here. So let's wrap this up, guys.、Um, thank、mm-hmm. you for both coming on. Really appreciate it. I think this was a really good episode.、Um, so, of course,、uh, let me throw it to you guys real quick. Are there any,、uh, I don't know, socials that you want to share? Do you have a website or、uh, a Twitter handle? You know, Taichi,、um, you want to share yours first? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm on Twitter all the time. And so, yeah, I'll. Well, you're going to link,、uh, yeah. link me to this yeah, announcement or something, right? So, yeah, I'll be yeah. in MTG Click. What? Click MTG? I'm,、yeah. not, I'm not sure about my own account, but yeah. And I'm happy to have any questions or any what, private. If you have、uh, any questions、messages. about Japanese magic, yeah, anything. Anytime. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And、uh, Mickey, how about you? Do you have any socials you want to share or any websites, any shout outs? No, I, I got none of that. <laughs> None of that. Yeah. Well, you can find us all in the Discord channel,、um, which I, I believe I do have it linked. I'm not sure if I have it linked. I'll, I'll definitely link it on my,、uh, my Podbean here, like,、uh, you know, when I post this、uh, episode up there. So you can find that there.、Uh, but yeah, well, you can find us in there if you want to talk a little bit more about Match at the Gathering in Japan. Um, but other than that,、uh, yeah, that's going to do it for today's show.、Uh, we've enjoyed. Uh, sorry,、uh, I would say we hope you've enjoyed listening about Match the Gathering in Japan. And 
uh, invite you back next time to learn more about the, the coming and goings of Magic the Gathering uh, over here in Japan and in Asia in general. Uh, so, yeah, again, if you have any comments or suggestions, come to the Discord. You can also find me on Twitter at uh, YoJapanHobbyist. And, uh, of course, also let me give a shout-out again to my website, www.thejapanhobbyist.com. We got that uh, Japanese-to-English um how can I say, uh, uh, dictionary on there, I guess you could say, for Match of the Gathering terms, very useful. Uh, also, I have a lot of uh, places for stores. So if you're going to be traveling and shopping in Japan, um, I have a lot of uh, store reviews from around Japan. But, yes, again, thanks for coming, everybody, and we will see you next time. Sayonara.